Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Survivor Now podcast. The content is coming up shortly, but first we got to pay some bills. Okay, we are so excited to tell you guys about this great partnership we now have with our good friend Katie over at Katie Tedesco Art. Since 2015, Katie has been running the original Survivor fan shop where she creates Survivor trading cards, Survivor idol keychains, Big Brother keys, and more. We have been huge fans of hers ever since we started ordering our own items. We're huge fans of the Survivor trading cards. I even got my favorite, John Cochran. You can order them in packs, say an entire season, or you can also order your favorite Survivor Castaways cards in individual packs as well. The items come in a timely manner and are handled with care to make sure you, as a customer, are never disappointed. You can check out all of her cool work over at our Etsy site. The link is in our Instagram bio, so just head on over, let her know Survivor Now sent you, and give her a follow. You can find her on Insta, at Katie Tedesco Art. That's all one word, and that's Katie Tedesco, T-E-D-E-S-C-O, Art. What's going on? Tevin! Hey <laughs> How are you, man? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Doing pretty good. We, we had some audio issues on this end, so we were trying to get that worked out and everything. But thank you so much for joining us. You're, you're rocking like the Yontao pink. Even the same shirt. It's exactly the same shirt. <laughs> same shirt. You got it clean and everything now? It took one wash, surprisingly. <laughs> hey, that's all. I was trying to get a setup like your setup, and I, this is my first day trying to get it to work, and it didn't work. So I'm, I'm on my backup system. <laughs> I was gonna say, Tevin, it looks like you've done this type of stuff before. Is that that's a nice setup you got going on there? And I noticed the guitar in the back. So you got to tell us, you play guitar? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. no, I, I wouldn't say I'm the best, but yeah, I'm not too bad. <laughs> not too bad. Oh man, see if we didn't if we weren't on such a rush, I'd be like you got to grab it and play us something. But uh first off, I want to say thank you so much for coming on to the show. It was a joy to watch you, man. Like I was I was shocked. Sorry, I totally forgot. I'm in my uh kitchen today. Uh kind of a weird setup and the sirens. We have sirens that go off every Friday. So if you guys hear that, sorry about that. But it was so fun watching you, man. And when you got voted off and we're going to get to it, I was shocked because you looked like you were in such a good position and there's not too many times that people go home and then mm. it's like, usually if they're going home, they're in a bad position. Like it just flipped on a dime on you. Uh, it looked like you were running the tribe. So the first thing I really want to ask you, man, is did you, everyone looked at you as being the leader of the tribe and running the tribe. Did you see yourself in that position? Cause I know a lot of times if we're on top, it's hard to look down and be like, okay, I'm running things around here. Yeah. I think it's, it's one of those situations where I looked at my tribe and I looked at the other tribe and I realized in that moment on that boat, I'm automatically going to be pushed into this position of, of being leader. And I did not want that because my goal going into this season was stay behind some alpha and just allow them to take all the heat. And unfortunately, when you're as tall as I am wearing a bright <laughs> shirt <laughs> in a tribe with people where I've lasted the longest, I mean, in my tribe, I lasted much longer than everyone else on average. And, and they obviously saw me control the alliance, make the alliance that Werner 
eventually took on towards the end of my season. They all saw me as the as this big player, even though I'm the youngest member of the cast. Um, and I think just the, the, the aspect of being a doctor just allowed people to come confide in me every now and then. And so, yeah, I could see it happening and I did not want that. And that's why I aligned, oh, my Yontao buff just dropped. But yeah, that's why <laughs> I, I aligned with Dino. I mean, um, um, Seamus, because I felt that Seamus would be a great shield. And he's, he looks just as threatening. They're a little afraid of him. And I felt, okay, this would be a good person to hide behind, which still didn't work out. Because then together, we just looked like a, a duo who were just too powerful. Well, that's the thing that, that got me is I'm like, you were doing a great job, even though you were the leader. You had Seamus right there. And it looked mm. like you two were making decisions like together. It didn't look like either one was speaking over the other. And I also mm. didn't get the sense while you were playing that you were telling people, you know, usually we see people in power positions and stuff tell mm. people this is what we're voting this is what we're going to do and maybe there's some stuff off camera we didn't see but based off what i saw in the edit you never came across to me as that type of person who was like this is what we're voting every time i saw you, you were willing to listen to options and stuff so i i'm kind of on your side i i'm kind of confused on how everyone saw you as he is definitely the power position because i mean if i compare your game to dante's Dante, you know, from what we're seeing is someone like, okay, this is how the vote needs to go. It needs to go this way. Um, so yeah, definitely shocked me. Uh, was there anyone other than Seamus that you thought you were super close with that you were kind of shocked and have your back more towards the end there? Yeah, it was Felix. Um, you know, funny enough, when I, you're right, because the first time I played, I realized that obviously I, I did take control of the tribe and I did make the alliances and I did tell PK what to do a lot of the time. And so this time I did hold back. I wanted people to make their own decisions, but I tried to guide it as much as I possibly could. Um, and within the tribe, Felix was actually my number one ally. And uh, Seamus was there. But the problem is when you have an ally like Seamus, who's a great player, great thinker, he's a strategist, you're always on, the t on your toes. You're, you're nervous. When is he going to come for me? And should, when should I be ready yeah. for this? <laughs> I need to have my gun locked and ready. I know. <laughs> so so that it made me very nervous that my number one ally was someone I was afraid of. Um, so I had to have someone else, and it was Felix. And Felix, was n Felix tells me this all the time. He says he was 98%. He was almost about to tell me before Tribal Council that the plan is to get me out. And I wish he did because I definitely would have played the idol. Um, but yeah, so Felix was the one who, who truly blindsided me there from the group. The rest of the guys were on my side. Dino was playing a good game and in, in sort of being malleable and able to join any alliance he wanted to. I knew Teresa wanted me out. I had this gut feeling she didn't want to play with me. Um, and obviously, Tanya had alliances prior to this that I was never a part of. So... Even though Tanya kept coming to me to confide in me, I was never part of her alliance. <laughs> she never so, once asked me to be part of it. Tim, I got to ask you a question. I'm coming off of a season last. I played Survivor US last season. And when you got that call for to come back and play again, was it just as exciting to get that call the second time? Because I will tell you, I love the concept of bringing back players that really didn't get a chance to showcase their skills on Survivor. Mm. Currently, I will come to South Africa because I didn't get my chance. They <laughs> voted me out first. Um, how did you feel when you got that first phone call back? 
It was months before. I was. I remember I was at a sushi restaurant getting ready to pick up my order and leave. And then I got. I get the call. I almost left the sushi. I almost left to go tell my friends. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, I'm I'm such a huge fan. So I was excited. I mean, I've been waiting for this for a long time. I always had this gut feeling that my pre-merged character in Philippines was worthy enough of a return. So I always hoped I'd get called back. And um, I was surprised. I mean, because I remember, I think it was a few years ago. I, I actually went to Albion. I said, I, you know, it'd be a cool concept is pre-mergers versus post-mergers. I only said that to ensure that I get to play a game. Wait, so did it, it start with you? Are, are we officially saying that you were the one who pitched this idea and it started with I you? I don't know if he already had this in his mind, but I definitely did tell him this and he knows it. So hopefully I, I, I gave him that seed that just slowly grew into this season. But yeah, I was ecstatic. I was excited. It's surreal. Um, I don't take it for granted. I really wanted to make merge so I could play the individual game. There's so much I could I can do in the game that I just don't didn't get the chance to both times and I, I think maybe it just comes down to still quite young I mean I was 24 the first time I played I was the youngest castaway this time and uh, there's perhaps some maturity on my side and being able to just calm down a little and just listen more and speak less is possibly my downfall. Well, you, you know better, what? You better be getting some royalties for that idea. Like, I'm going to reach out to Nico and make sure that my man Tevin gets paid here for planting the seed. <laughs> Abraham, you had something? You know what? Being out there on the island, you know, you can only fit so much in every every episode. It's so much that goes on behind the scenes, and you don't really get a chance to see it. I, I want to talk to one incident where you were talking to Pinty and telling her, hey, just kind of sit back. Don't do anything. Just right, Tanya, calm Tanya, down. Yeah. No, Tanya. I'm talking. I'm talking oh, about Pinty. Okay, okay, okay. Because <laughs> everybody, Tanya, we talked to Tanya last week, and it was Tanya was like two people: one that gave herself great advice, and one that didn't take great advice. <laughs> so, <laughs> and she is a wonderful young lady. But I remember you talking to her as well, saying, "Hey, just kind of sit back." But was Pinty as active in <laughs> in in the <laughs> off camera or behind the edit as she was in the actual episode that we saw? To be honest, look, they're all wonderful people, and I, I hold no grudges to any of them. But Pinty was probably worse off camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tevin, I have to ask. So uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this because I know we're we're here to talk about your game, man. But I do have to ask. It shocked me when you guys chose to send Tanya home over Pinty. I understand yeah. why. Like one of them had to go, so like. I could see both of them going, but explain that decision as a group because it seemed like everyone was unanimous there. And to me, so, it just seemed like Pinty was the one causing the bigger issues. Yeah. The thing is with Tanya, though, is she often also looks for problems. So sometimes when Pinty is not doing anything, Tanya still harps on the issue. And that was why I had to constantly tell her to stop making an entire game about Pinty. You have to calm down and just play the game. Um, the issue with voting Pinty out was on day one, um, Seamus, Pinty, and I made a trio pack. Uh, we, we decided we're going to play this game together. We're going to do whatever it takes to keep each other uh, for as long as possible. And, and at the time, Seamus and I had no idea how, how volatile Pinty actually was. <laughs> so we, we, were so, we, we were so nervous to lose an ally that we decided to keep her. But both of us almost went for Tanya and to save Tanya. But... If I had the idol, I think I might have tried something different. Um, might have I played think, it for Tanya? I think so, because I think that Tanya, if you show her that sort of loyalty, she will have your back no matter what. 
And I think that would have been the best time to use that idol. It was Seamus's last opportunity. But obviously, you don't want to put that bullseye on your, on your back, and it's a big target. Which, I mean, they both were just equally um, chaotic and, and, and disruptive, and, and, they, and they weren't noticing it. It was very unconscious. They didn't realize how much chaos they were causing. And, yeah, you just had to sit down and just watch them just go at it. <laughs> now, let's, uh, with the idol. So on the edit on TV, it looks like you found the idol in like 10 minutes. How long did it really take you to find the idol? So, so you know, I mean, you, you've seen it the first time I get everyone together because everyone thinks I have the idol. Yeah. Um, see, the worst thing is I came into this game with such a high threat level. And then on top of that, I've got two tattoo, tattoo partners on the other side. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were about to get to that, yeah. <laughs> everybody's asking about this trio. Everybody's asking. And when I watched it back, I had no idea Masu spoke about it so much. I, I honestly felt like I was on their tribe. Because I heard my name so much, I, it felt like I was a passive player in Masu as well, just lingering around. So for me, the the, the threat levels just it started getting intense. Sorry, wait, what is the question again? I'm losing track. Of it. <laughs> oh, it was it was. How long did it really take you to find that idol? So when we saw those symbols, everybody saw them. At some point, everyone knew that there were these symbols on the tree. So I had begun my search a long time ago. I've ser- I searched the tree below that. I searched everywhere. I searched around. I even searched the sign where I found it before, where I actually found the idol I eventually found. But at the time, it wasn't there. So I spent a lot of time searching, and so did Seamus. Anytime we had a chance, we both searched as much as we could till anyone came back. So we would do it together. But when he played the idol the day, I told everyone in my alliance to look in certain spots. And it seemed like they didn't listen because I went to each of those spots and then finally... <laughs> I find it right there. And Felix is right next to me. He literally, he could have seen me grab this thing. It was so clear. The vi- if you could only see how close he was. Because on camera, we look a little bit far- further apart. But we're actually really close to each other. I, I thought you looked close on camera. It looked, it looked real close. I was yeah. like, I said, a, there's no like way he could see bowl. it. It's basically like a tiny boulder. It's quite bold, bulky. So it's difficult. So I had to put it in my pocket. And then we continued to have a chat for almost an hour which was even worse because now I'm stuck with this idol in my pocket talking to him and I don't want to take my hand out of the pocket because this bulge is too big. It's going to bulge out of my abdomen. <laughs> we just stand there for like an hour chatting strategy for a while and then he finally leaves. When he leaves, I run off with this excitement just to like finally read this thing. Um, super keen. Yeah, but I searched quite a lot. Um, but I, I, on that day, I, I knew exactly where to search. I went there with purpose. I went up there. I took Felix with me because he was my number one actually. Um, but yeah, I didn't want to tell him about it. In hindsight, I wish I did now because I think it would have helped. I, I know you look at the game and, and it turns on a dime because I watched your game. I said, you know, he's in a good position, not too aggressive, kind of kind of laid back, but also kind of controlling where everything goes. Now, if you could go back and do anything different, what would mm-hmm. you have done? And here's the reason, Tim, this is not the reason. Once you played a game of Survivor, you always played in your mind. So when you come back together with other survivors or are you looking at a show, I'm like, man, I should have voted that person out. Yeah. Or I think the, the one thing I would have done is not because Seamus and I had this discussion. We looked like a pair and we didn't like that. So we spoke about it often. I told him, listen, we can't keep meeting up like this and, and then making decisions together. We have to sort of separate. I think if we did that a bit more strategically, we wouldn't have been seen as a duo rather and then i think that would have helped the gameplay a bit more so in hindsight i think that was the biggest flaw was that 
as an individual, I'm already threatening, but with Seamus by my side, I mean, it's just too much for a lot of people to handle. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, it looked, and, it, and you know, it, it was a great edit for y'all because you looked like y'all was a two-some out to destroy. And I was like, that's a good setup right there. Right yeah. until we talked to Seamus next for being voted out after you. But <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a great edit for you. I mean, they really showcased your, your skill set and how you played the game. Um, I think when we originally did our pre pre setup, I had uh -oh. you at top two. I had you at mm. top two. I don't want you to give Randy any credit because he had you down at top five. So I want to I want to tell you where I had you at because I was like, oh, he's gonna love and enjoy the game and play it differently than the first time. Now, Tevin, uh, I, I've been in a quoting mood lately. So Phil was the person, the mastermind, who kind of got everything set in stone. I mean, we've heard some rumblings about switching on on you and Seamus to get one of you guys out. But it was really Phil who put that plan in place. So before I ask about, you know, what type of game Phil's playing right now and how shocked you were in that moment, because it was a I mean, as a fan, it was a great blindside. You said at one point, sorry, I lost it here. Oh, and I quote, last time I left this game because of overconfidence and complacency. And this is after you found the idol. I'm never going to do that again. So did you feel like you did it again? And then add on to that with the whole blindside and how shocked you were in that moment. Look, I, I didn't trust Phil either. So it, it was a very mutual feeling. I mean, we got there and we didn't, we didn't align we, we we spoke, but we never really spoke enough. So I knew he wasn't going to play with me throughout the game. But for me, the, I think the thing that changed it the most for me, and I would have played the idol if this did not happen, was that Pinty was sitting in front of me at Tribal Council. Now, while watching them and asking questions, I do this thing where I watch their responses and to see if they maintain eye contact with me or not. And I kept doing this throughout the season because I, re I realized the last time I played, when PK voted me out, he didn't maintain eye contact with me for long periods of time. So you would often look down, look away. So I tried to look at them every time I asked a question, but the issue was, is that Pinty is also sitting in front of me. So if they're not turning left, I started to assume it might be that they're not looking at Pinty because we're all mm. voting for Pinty. So that's kind of oh. changed everything up a little bit for me. And I slowly, and her fight, I mean, full, I mean, what a good blind study. The way he explained to Pinty that she should fight with Kilani and have this aggressive uh, argument. I mean, it was all perfectly planned, and I think it was a great dance that worked out very well. <laughs> it, it, it was it was really believable, yeah. uh, and I was like, Why don't you put on a show. She deserves an Oscar for that." <laughs> uh, hey, look, was it a show or was it actually her? <laughs> with Pinty, you never know. But <laughs> look, she's she, in, if you're chilling with Pinty now, because I mean, she's in Cape Town, and we're in the same city. If you go and chill with her, have drinks, it's 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 super fun. She's a really cool person. But in the game of Survivor, <laughs> it, it's, it's funny. It's funny that people be like, hey, do you like uh, somebody from your season? I was like, well, yeah, we're fine. Because it's a small it's a small part of who we are. I mean, we get a chance to play a great game, but the edit can be brutal sometimes. Yeah, and it just, I think it, in, my, in my first season, I was worried because I was perceived as this mastermind, the guy who built this alliance, this villain, this mischievous uh, player who, who makes up stories about people with idols. So I was worried this time coming in. I, was, I wanted to play a little bit under the radar, but it was so impossible in a tribe where there's pre-mergers and I am the obvious target. I was the chappies of our tribe. I was basically the, the number one guy who should probably go home first because he might make it too far.
I was expecting now, like a, a like a villain role, and when you started playing, like, okay, so Abraham and I have never been introduced into the world of Survivor South Africa. I think he's seen maybe a few episodes here and there, but this is like our first season. So, I thought about going back and watching the past seasons before viewing this one, just so I know you guys more. And I'm like, hold on a second, I might be the only podcaster who comes into this with a completely fresh mind, you know, watching the game for the first time, watching these players for the first time. That's what I mean. So I just by reading your bio and stuff, I'm like, ooh, is this like a survivor villain? Is he going to be like and a sneaky bad guy? And I just didn't see that with the way you played. Like I said, it felt like you were on top of the tribe, but it felt like you really cared for your tribe members and, you know, what's best for them and everything. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole unity speech and stuff, it was intentional. Of course, there was strategy behind me saying that, trying to obviously rally the troops, but I definitely did mean it. I mean, I wish and I hope winner of the season is someone from Yonta. I hope it's a pre-merger um, because I, I genuinely wanted us to experience the things we never got to. I mean, not having to play for an individual immunity idol kills me. Uh, not getting to a loved one's visit because my mom's a huge fan. She's the biggest fan of this family. I mean, uh, these things kind of hurt and peak my, my previous season, I don't know. So you haven't watched it, but I bet everyone thought I'm going to win till episode seven where I go home immediately. It's It changes in an instant, just like this season, yeah. except uh, it only changed because my number one ally decided he's tired of being the Robin to my back, to me being the Batman. <laughs> love it. Love the reference. That, that, that does so, it every time. So I, I did nothing wrong, technically. I mean, we were, I had his back. There was nothing wrong, and he just wanted to make the game a bit more exciting. Voted, votes me out just before merge, and, and it crushes you, man. It's, it's, you want to play, you want to go play that individual game. So it, it really sucks that I'm, I have an idol now. It's this rock. I was, I was just telling people earlier, I use it to bash my head every time. I... <laughs> you, can, you can put it in a frame. I mean, because, I mean, so many people want to play this great game. Um, and I looked at a couple episodes from South Africa, not knowing y'all even had Survivor. But when I was doing my research, getting ready for my season, I was like, what Survivor is this? I've never seen this. And that's when I came across South Africa, Australia, and just to be able to share in that experience of, I know how it turns on a dime. I didn't even know I was going to get voted out, but you do. You want to play the individual immunity. I would have loved for my mom to come out and be like, she's running out of the woods. And, you know, it's an emotional, it's an emotional game. It is. Um, Texting. Now, and it's a physical game. So let's, let me, let me catch you on the physical. Cause I love the challenges and I'd love to see how Australia has constructed theirs. But as you can see, so South Africa is, is, is it as brutal as it looks? Uh, it was, it was, it was so much harder. The first time I lost it 18 days. And this time on day three, I felt broken, like worse than I felt on day 18. The You're first a bit time. older now. <laughs> Randy's, well. a young, Randy's the youngest in the podcast. That's why he said that. Yeah, but it was so, it was so difficult. It was freezing at night. Uh, Pinty doesn't let you sleep next to her spot on the fire. <laughs> you've got to, she literally lays across the one whole angle of the fire where like four people could fit and she gets upset <laughs> like you could fit three more people here i bet she's you. sleeping well, <laughs> well hopefully <laughs> she's, she's still taxing i mean i mean seamus lost around 11 kgs and he and he didn't last that long in the game usually people who last like around 39 days lose around 13 to 14 kgs he was losing you could see his face slowly morphing and like becoming more skeletal uh, vibes. I mean, we were actually worried about Seamus. He was losing like a kg mm. a day. 
And but I, yeah, I love the challenges. To me, like the physical, whether it's physical, whether it's yeah. a puzzle, I want to do it all the time. So when I watched them lose five nil, the only thought in my mind was, "This tribe sucks." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You didn't wait. You didn't even compete in that challenge, if I remember. I, Why didn't you I, step up? I asked Felix, "I'm." Are you sure you can take Dante? Because I'm a lot taller and I can run faster if I get across. And the worst part was the strategy there behind this whole thing. Because Dino tells them, uh, you need to get to the center as fast as possible. And I, I'm trying to tell them, no, focus on the rope, run to the rope, avoid contact. Just because Nico says it's a physical contest doesn't mean you need to bump into anyone. Get to the rope. And none of them were doing this. Some of them were tackling them and then running back to the other person, trying to catch them. I'm like, it's about our rope, guys, not them. Just run. That's it. So it was no. frustrating. I was standing there watching. And then they left me for Shane, obviously, to verse Shane. Uh, and I was like, you don't need me to verse Shane. Anyone's going to probably beat him in this challenge. You need someone to like beat some of the better, like the faster, stronger guys. Um, yeah, I was disappointed. Eh? I, was I wish... I wish we had more more time, but I, I wanted to make sure. I don't know if Abraham and I both forgot about this because it was so long ago, but I have to say, well done on the very first tribal. You got the outpost idol and you stirred everything up. Like it was it was so well played, Tevin. The question that you asked, you know, why did you guys want me to play for Tasia and everyone, it just sent them into a frenzy. So uh, explain that moment really quickly to us before we get to these last couple of fan questions. And I mean, so well just, done, man. Just briefly. I mean, uh, Seamus knew that I'd be the right person to send for that because he knows that I would analyze the tribe and realize where the cracks lie so that I could ask something that could stir the pot. So that was part of his mindset. And he's right because I did watch them and I could tell that Shane and, and Steffi hadn't told him what happened at the outpost. So I knew exactly what to ask. And when Nico gave me the opportunity, I knew one question would break it all down. And <laughs> that was a good question. <laughs> uh, before we get to the fan questions here in our last couple minutes, Abraham, you have anything else you want to ask Tevin here? Hey, it, it, it was great watching your season, man. I mean, every time you look at it and you and you go back, it's like you're going back to watch and you're going back to play and you talk about the hidden immunity idols. And, hey, I like the fact you said your mom was your biggest fan. Uh, I dedicated my season to my mom. I was like, hey, mom. And. Congratulations, man, because most people never get to play this game and we got an opportunity to play it. It's such an honor. It's such a privilege. I mean, my mom is so excited. Even though I went home, I mean, I've given her the idol as the gift. So oh, <laughs> that's, that's just that's just to get it out of your house. Don't don't play it off. You're like, I can't have this here. The um, worst thing is my mom gave me one piece of advice before I left both times. And the only thing she said was, if you ever find an idol, play it to the same tribal council you go to that night. And what? <laughs> hey, look, your mom and been raised you, but you can't act right when you get out the house. <laughs> Mama, Mama's always right. So I got a couple of fan questions for you here, man. I got kind of a fun one and then a nice sentimental one to end on. Uh, so the first one, pretty quick answer here. Uh, your favorite, it's from Chris, favorite type of chocolate? Favorite type of chocolate? Well, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I don't know why, but I really love lint. Um, Lynn's chocolate is a red one. I forgot what flavor it is, but Kit Kat's mm. also another one that I really enjoy. <laughs> Ooh, Kit Kat, those are fire. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, okay, that's a fun question. And then the <laughs> other question we have for you here that I picked out was from Maya. 
Do you wish you started on the same tribe as PK and Tony? And we can go more into the relationship between the three of you because it was talked about all season. And also, what what is the tattoo? We didn't get a chance to speak with PK. So what's the tattoo again? So in our season, we our tribe was called Mindanao. And Mindanao has the symbol. It's, it's, mm. it's, it's on my arm here. Unfortunately, I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> I added it to my sleeve. PK added it to his sleeve, the symbol. And mm-hmm. Tony added it to her sleeve because we all have a sleeve, a tattoo sleeve. So we called ourselves the Tattoo Trio. When I saw them on the other side of the boat, my heart broke. I, I honestly, it just sunk. I looked at the tribe. I looked at my tribe and I thought, I'm out first. Uh, this is it. Um, so it's even more ridiculous that I didn't play the idol <laughs> because I already felt so ostracized mentally. I was like, I'm definitely target number one. So, would you we, in real life? We definitely would have linked up. We probably would have played together. It, they were right to get us out one by one because we would have had each other's backs for sure. Even after, even after he turned on you, you would have went right back into it. I think I rather deal with the devil. I know is what I said. I, <laughs> I, I know him. I can read him. I, I don't need these strangers getting me out of this game. I know what he's thinking. <laughs> hey, that's, that's a good. That's a good analogy. <laughs> uh, so before we end this, we always like to ask this question to everyone, and it's a simple question. But you've now played two times. If given the opportunity, would you go back and play a third time? Did you 100%. say yes? Sir? Okay, I will cool. play this game. Yeah. I was saying yes as you're asking. I really know what you're asking. <laughs> um, I would play this game even if I'm on my deathbed. I'll wake up. I'll rise from the ashes, reignite that flame. Um, I love Survivor way too much. I'll, I don't think I'll ever say no. Maybe if, it's, if the circumstances are, are like really severe health-wise with family members or something, I'd say no for myself. But I'll say yes anytime. I gave up a position, a job for this Um and, and then I came home too early, so I lost a job and two million rand. So it was a bit of a day. Hey, it is no, it is that is commitment. And and man, it's the thing is you might not have left with the two million rand. But what casual fans don't understand is you leave the game with so much more than just the money, regardless of when you get voted yeah. out. So what do you take away from the two experiences you had? Now, for me, it's it's humbling. It's um, it, it's life changing. Legitimately, does change your way the way you live afterwards. Um, it changed me the first time quite a lot, changed the direction I went into. I went into mental health afterwards, um, worked in the military afterwards. I mean, I did a lot of things afterwards because of Survivor. And um, to me, I don't take this for granted. The fact that I got to play a second time, I mean, it's an honor, it's a privilege. Uh, I'm so thankful and uh, I will play anytime they want me to. I'm always there. Well, Tevin, I really do wish we had so much more time because we could talk Survivor all day. We've been known yeah. to talk like an hour. And stuff. <laughs> Thanks so say? much for inviting me and keep doing what you're doing. I mean, we really appreciate it from our side that we're getting support from the international community. So thanks so much for everything you're doing for us as well. Well, thank you so much to you again, man. And uh, Abraham, you got anything else to say before we switch uh, to Seamus here, which I'm excited to talk to your close ally. Look, uh, Randy wrote me into this as my first uh, interview when I was uh, doing my season. And he's done a great job with reaching out to uh, Australia and now South Africa. Great opportunity to meet you. Uh, Randy has done an outstanding job, man, of just putting this all together and giving us an opportunity to be able to share in our experiences across the ocean. So, Mm -hmm. hey, 
I look forward to seeing you one day. Yeah, I, th- I think we you'll go. be back, Tevin. Look, I have. Well, hopefully, let's let's hope. <laughs> I, I haven't yet watched Forty One, Forty Two. Because after I did survive, I often take the sabbatical just to get my mind clear. So now I'm disappointed you're gone, man. I'm already not. <laughs> Look, it's, it's I've been funny, avoiding man. spoilers everywhere I go. Every time someone Abraham spoke, spoiled it for. <laughs> yeah, I I don't for whatever reason I won't go back and watch my own season. Mm-hmm. Maybe in in time I'll go back and watch it, but I've yet to. Yeah, I've yet to go back and look at. It. Yeah, I take a sabbatical. I legitimately just take a break. <laughs> So I know what you mean. Well, Tevin, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us, man. And hey, if you ever want to come on the show, it is an open invitation. We would love to have you back to talk about the game, man. Oh, for sure. Let me know when you guys are ready to chat. Always ready. I think he tried to bust out bus. We're playing now. I'm still applying. So hopefully I get on Survivor soon. So, uh, but thank you again, Tevin. And we'll, we'll chat again soon. Thanks so much. Take care, guys. Keep well. You too.